Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of BuzzFeed's The Library, a podcast with the same beauty, intelligence, tenacity, charm, and humor as the show it covers, RuPaul's Drag Race. I'm Jarrett Weisselman, and I want to start up top with an apology that this episode is dropping a little bit late. I... I mean, frankly, there's no excuse. I just temporarily died from all of that miscongeniality drama, and I was only just resurrected to come back and tape this now. So I want to give you an apology there and a heads up. Next week's episode will also be dropping probably on Monday or Tuesday after the episode, so plan accordingly. But to make up for it, we hope to have all four of the finalists in the studio in the coming weeks. So that is something to look forward to. And of course, Eleanor is not with us today. She has... um, airbnb the tiny house under Sasha Velour's crown, so she's just <laughs> currently living her best in that tiny, tiny home. But we have an incredible panel to help walk us through this absolutely insane reunion episode. First, I couldn't do it without Professor Adam Ellis. Welcome back, Adam. I'm so happy to be here. I don't know what I'm going to do when this show is over. Well, I just think you and I will continue to talk and we just won't record it. It'll be, we'll just continue talking about episodes, but there are no episodes. It sounds, it sounds good. Amazing. Uh, welcome to the podcast for the first time to Brittany Berkowitz. Hi, Brittany. Hi, I'm so happy to be here. We are so, so excited to have you here. Um, I want to ask you, as we often ask all of our guests for the first time, a little bit of a drag race IQ barometer. Uh, so I'm curious, Brittany, who would you say is your favorite queen of all time? I am Team Willem, always wow. and forever. Her tone is pointed just like my shoes. Love <laughs> that is unexpected, but honestly, I also support it. Willem was a great queen. Love her. She's the best. A lot of, <laughs> lot of drama. And rounding out our panel this week, the incomparable Marcus Jones. Hi, Marcus. Hi. Thank you for joining us. You know, I'm going to ask you as a first timer the same question I asked Brittany. Who is your favorite queen of all time? So I'm newer to the franchise, so I would okay. probably say I'm big with the comedy queens, and I just find Trixie Mattel so funny, even if she's kind of controversial. Okay, but wait, here's a question for you. Did you like Trixie Mattel on the show, or are you respecting her post-show career? This is post-show for, uh. Okay, Great. <laughs> I just was curious. <laughs> Guys, well, let's dig in because this reunion had it all. I mean, Squatty Potty throws, it had <laughs> drama. I mean, guys, here's my question. Where was this drama all season? My God. I it know. Was it's like, like they cinched it all in their waist and they just let it all out. <laughs> <laughs> this, was I mean, the, this was the drama that I've been waiting for all season. Yeah. I can't tell. You know, here's what's really interesting about it is we've talked a lot on the podcast about sort of the editing of this season mm. and what this reunion actually really made apparent to me is that a lot of these queens probably got kind of favorable edits. There was something about, frankly, Charlie, Trinity, and Valentina that I thought in the absence of having an entire challenge to edit from, there was... I kind of got different vibes from all three of them. A little... They didn't... I don't feel like the three of them came off so great. What do you guys think? There was a lot that I was okay with on the show that watching the reunion, I wasn't as okay with it, especially with Charlie. It wasn't on the show, but I kind of understood the cracked rib thing. But then watching it back, I'm like, oh, wait. Yeah. She said so much, like, Mm -hmm. about um, it was cracked rib, diarrhea, et cetera. 
Uh, and it was just really like inexcusable. This yeah, is the I don't problem. know. I don't know what to believe anymore. I have more questions right. than ever before. Well, as some of you may or may not know, I used to be a producer for Logo oh um, on the digital side. So this is something that I have been asked about a lot: is the editing. And I think that what happens is these queens they come into the room, and like any other reality show, they're sort of pressured. Well, we we have you know, all we have is what you give us. So they're edited in a certain way. Their storyline comes out, they see it, then they go and they tape this reunion and they're like, here's my chance to redeem myself, to get totally. everybody to love me right. and to sort of like save face. And then they don't think about, oh, this is going to be edited too. <laughs> like right. they just, they're, you know, their drag queen attention span sort of takes over. So I think <laughs> you just, you sort of get like two completely different sets of queens. Like Shay, as much as, you know, she's been such an all-star all season, but like, the shade came out of her like I've I never seen before. Was I was fantastic. like, yes, Shay. I might uh, well, have loved you more during the show had the side of your personality sort of come out. Right. It was really interesting because I think this season they're all so very talented, but, like, no one took it to the next level as far as drama goes. Like, they mm-hmm. all had, like, nice digs, but this reunion really showed like the potential that we could have gotten, especially from Shay and Sasha. I still loved that combo. They need to win because if they win, then the RuPaul's Drag Race winner will be Sasha. I know. Uh, wow. That's, that's a great That's a great call. I mean, I feel like we just need, I can't believe they don't have merch with that on it at this point. I mean. Team Sasha. Love it. <laughs> well, but you know, speaking of drama, one of the reasons I feel like we didn't get a ton of drama, which we did on the reunion, was because Eureka went home so early. And I guess I didn't realize how deep the feud between Eureka and Trinity went until it kept coming up. And every single time Trinity would talk about Eureka or look at Eureka, she's like, well, I don't like this bitch, but let me tell you something. Like she still with a busted knee came out there and showed Charlie up who had a cracked rib allegedly of one of five excuses. I mean, (laughs) I think they both would have gone so far. Yeah. And there, I mean, there, there has to be somebody to instigate drama Right. Like somebody has to take on that role of being like, okay, I'm going to be the first person to talk about this thing that we're all upset about or we're all thinking. And that was Eureka in the beginning. Yeah. And when right. she left, it sort of fell to Trinity, but Trinity wasn't quite as good at it no, as Eureka I, yeah. was. I sort of feel like we were robbed. And I feel like the showrunners probably felt like they were robbed of something too. Totally. Because I say this, I feel like something really magical happened in season four with Sharon and Fifi. Like, it was just this amazing feud, this amazing rivalry, and they've been trying to recreate, if you will, (laughs) this Uh. sort of frenemy rivalry, and it just, it hasn't come about as organically or shady and amazing as that relationship and that dynamic was. Yeah, we're never four. we're never gonna have another party city moment. No. <laughs> like you can't, we can dream. You can't as we you can said, dream. recreate that. No, you can't, but I feel like season after season they sort of try. And this season I just feel like I loved so many of the girls as standalones, but there weren't really any alliances or frenemies. Right. Like there there was no Rulaska talks, there were no Heathers or Boogers or any of that. But, you know, the the one thing that this season did have that I felt kind of spoke to that was the Nina-Shay relationship. And I, 
uh, we've talked about this endlessly, and it came up on there. I cannot believe that in the year of our Lord, 2017, Nina still thinks these girls were conspiring against her during the production of this television show. We know, Jared, she just she should have been Black China. <laughs> <laughs> she's, had I, a, she's had a full calendar year. That's what to, I like, mean. Work this out in her mind, and she's still stuck in that moment where she did not get to be Black China. It's, I think all that, that really fa- unbelievable. All that, of that the... face paint just might have seeped yeah. in. <laughs> the toxins might have gotten in there. I don't know, Nina girl, but <laughs> I know. But looking at the season, that is like the moment that she really started falling off. As soon as she yeah. didn't get Black China, it was kind of over. That moment happened so early on in the <laughs> mm-hmm. season. Like it really did. It, but it's like it was strange because I listen. I mean. The girl did not talk the entire time for the most part, but I appreciated Kamora being like, Nina, this is your moment. Call these people out. And Nina not doing it really just made me feel like it's a complete conspiracy theory that whenever you meet someone or you know someone who has this persecution complex and you're like, well, give me the receipts. And they're like, oh, I don't have any. It's it's all in her mind. Yeah. Yeah. And Nina, I mean, the first episode, she won the first challenge. She is someone that, you know, I had her in top three, top four as soon as she walked out. I felt like she was someone different. I sort of, I'm always a fan of like when you see drag and it's sort of, I mean, she's more than that because of her aesthetic, but sort of like you keep the man voice on and like you just (laughs) sort of pretty yourself up and similar to like Bianca Del Rio, I guess. Right. But I just, I sort of loved her and then very early on this whole Black China thing happened. I was like, all right, like it happens, but it kept going and kept going. And that's the only reason why I maybe wish that Valentina didn't go home because there's just there could have been so much more shade. You know, it's so funny because I kept thinking about like who didn't talk, you know, like who didn't we really hear from? And I obviously we didn't hear from James Mansfield aside from that one great read about Valentina for the words. <laughs> And we didn't hear from Cynthia Lee Fontaine, which is all listeners of this podcast know, like, I was okay with. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But, and I, I thought we didn't hear from Kimora, but then she had the thing with Nina. And then the fight that they had later, I loved Kimora saying to her, if it was a joke, you would have said JK. I you know. didn't say JK. <laughs> I'm using that all the time. Kimora swooping in with the last minute catchphrase. <laughs> yeah. She's got She's nothing else in. going on. So. I, <laughs> I mean... Yeah, I kind of I kind of wonder if they were actually more talkative during that reunion and editors yeah. just cut it out because nobody even like remembers them being on the show cuz they went home true. so early. Yeah. I would have liked more conversation about the season and less Tudor boot looking back at looks from the runway. <laughs> oh, I I, I got to get that I, plug in for Tudor Boot. I mean, you can talk about the chairs without building an entire segment around it. I mean, these <laughs> girls are reunited for 44 minutes. My favorite minutes. with that, though, is that Valentina literally stood up, like, as if to show the chairs to the world. Like, right. she just took it upon herself to be the chair model. She's and I was like, all right, Valentina. <laughs> I mean, she she really took a couple moments to, like, bask in her selfness. So let's actually turn to sort of the first half of the show with Valentina and this sort of lip sync block of time we had where we talked to Charlie and we talked to Valentina. I really thought that it was an interesting thing for Valentina to say, I didn't want to be a star. I wanted to show the star that I am. 
about coming on Drag Race. What did you guys think about the way Valentina sort of handled this conversation about her forgetting the words, the, her representing what Selena represented in the 90s, and then the whole conversation about bullying the other queens? Do you think she handled it well, Adam? I mean, I think the the facade is cracking. Yeah. Um. This This whole, like, sweet demure thing that Valentina had going for the first half of the season worked, but it doesn't work anymore. And she, I, I think, I think we need to, she needs to like be Valentina 2.0, which is a little bit more honest, uh, a little bit more cutting, a little bit more biting. Um, because I think, I think people just don't, don't believe it anymore. Yeah. I mean, the, the idea that, outside of a favorable edit when sort of shown in a little more transparent light that the Valentina facade falls was something I saw a lot of people talking about on Friday night while watching the episode. I mean, Brittany sort of having lived in both worlds, you know, do you feel like Valentina's early triumphs were a result of the editors leaning into these more genuine, sincere moments and sort of ignoring some of the other ones? Or do you just think this is who she has evolved into over time with the newfound popularity? I think it's probably a little bit of both. I mean, the queen sort of come in and she's not wrong in saying, I didn't, you know, come here to be a star. I wanted to show that I was a star. That's yeah. sort of what Courtney Ack came to do. Like, you know, mm-hmm. she was from Australia totally. and like she knew that she had it all, but she wanted to have it all here. And that's fine. Right. But I think that because we've sort of had some time for like the Valentina drama to sink in to sort of see what her fan base has had to say, our perception of her has warped. So I think mm-hmm. it's a combination of her coming on, doing her thing, that awful lip sync, and then just how the <laughs> reunion episode was edited. I mean, sort of looking at her was the same feeling of like nails on chalkboard. It wow. felt like sort of mommy dearest, like she was losing it, like twitching. Yeah. Um, there was no place for her to hide in that sort exactly of round right. table scenario. She just, it, she felt uncomfortable. No, and it's sort right. of like, Mama told me I got a smile. So she kept <laughs> smiling, but we were all cringing. We're like, girl, this this isn't, this isn't yeah. working. Yeah, I don't know if I found her to be that different from how she was in the season, just because I feel like she's always tried to be unflappable rather than sort of like clapping back at the other queens. Because like, if you see that uh, moment on Untucked with Aja, like, you can tell, like, the Aja aggressively complimenting her is really, like, sort of getting to her, but she's just trying to tell herself, like, not to say anything. So I think we're right in saying that, like, her on the reunion not really having an escape and, like, having to really be confronted with the issues that the queens had um, really just showed that she couldn't really... uh, let it sort of what is it water off a duck's back yeah. anymore? I just wish she'd own it. Like, that's but I fine do think she how- does. Like, I don't think she's great at articulating her intentions. I don't think she was ever sort of trying to be anyone's friend. I think it was very clear that she was trying to compete like as hard as she could up until the lip sync because that was completely like the facade cracking. Um, 
It was like, a seven word chorus. I love that. I mean, it's 27. I counted. <laughs> I know. <laughs> My God, the legwork you do for this podcast, Adam. I, I mean, when Shay said that, I literally just stood and I know. clapped. Yeah. I, I mean, I will say I thought I knew the lyrics to that song very well. And then I was like listening to it again because it's my favorite song on Dangerous Woman. And I was still like, oh, wait, I'm like getting this line wrong. And then like, I don't actually know the opening line. So it's not as easy. I think for me, it was just when she sort of like compared herself to Selena with the fan base. That was absurd. That was tough. I had a different interpretation of it. Like, I was fine with it in that, like, she said, I represent something similar to Selena in her stating her overall goal. Because we know she wants to be, like, the face of drag in Latin America. But I feel like she didn't say that as her overall goal. I feel like she sort of meant for it to come across, like, this is already, like, who I am and I want everybody to, like, know and embrace that about me. Yeah, she she could have said, like, I want to be like Selena. Exactly. And she, it would right. have been the same. Like, I understand what she was saying, but she's been famous for, like, three months. True. She has not put in the legwork. She hasn't paid her dues to sit on a stage and compare herself to Selena. It's It's a little bit, like, I think she has a warped view of who she is. And, yeah. I mean, I'm certainly a Valentina fan, but some things need to change. Yeah. I, I feel like she's her like she doesn't advocate for herself very well right. in yeah. these moments. I think that's the fairest thing to say. I think she yeah. also she feeds off of attention. Like she loved that the judges ate everything she did up. And this was really the first time in the competition where like she faced any sort of trouble or you know, she sort of like came across something that she had to like conquer with the lip sync and she just sort of crumbled and couldn't couldn't do it. Yeah. But yeah, watching yeah. it again, you could tell they do not like both the queens on the season and on other seasons just aggressively do not like her. She's the fan favorite though. Right. They well, we'll, the name. Change we'll the get name, there. And it's less money this year. <laughs> we we'll we'll get there. But before we get on to what I feel is probably one of the most shocking moments in RuPaul's drag race history, I want to talk about Charlie's lip sync as well, because you know, that was a real, oh, God. I mean, what's even the right word? That was a real confusing experience for me. I mean, I appreciated that, you know, Trinity was like, if you're going to have an excuse, pick one, don't have five. And honestly, I didn't feel like any of Charlie's five excuses justified what actually happened in retrospect. I mean, cracked rib, diarrhea, being a British queen. I mean, I, 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 I don't know. I don't know. And I actually feel like Charlie came off worse than yes. Valentina in re sort of re-prosecuting the whole lip sync ex- debacle. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I read the whole crack rib thing online after the fact and I was like oh so I mean that makes sense I'm not going to judge her too harshly right but now I'm like did she have a cracked rib was right. that all made up like what's the truth here yeah Charlie was someone that I was really excited to see during the reunion she sort of reminded me of you know like a, like a Max or a Milk someone that I mm-hmm. loved right away and felt like they were sent home a little too early so I was did really did we feel that way about Charlie well <laughs> <laughs> no I mean like I don't know how much further she would have made it, but I enjoyed her. I felt like she was sent home a little a little too early. I would have liked to okay. see a little bit more of her. But 
That's why I was curious as to what she had to say for herself. Because when you see yeah. a queen lip sync like that, you're like, where is that passion? Why do you right. want to be here? Mm-hmm. Because you have all of these girls literally, like, cutting each other to, like, make it a step further in the yeah. competition. And then you have someone that just gives up. And exactly. I think that's why they came for her. Not, like, the excuses were bad, but they were upset that, like, they worked so hard. To That's get right. there. Yeah, and the thing right. that really brought me to their side was when uh, Trinity had mentioned Eureka, like, mm-hmm. battling through her knee injury. And was like, if Eureka could do all this, and we literally saw in the Kardashian episode, like, Eureka on crutches <laughs> and, like, yeah. this insane um, Northwest outfit just battling it through. And so, in retrospect, it's like, if Eureka could have done that, then you could have done a little bit more than, like, a two-step. Yeah. And I, if she if she had a cracked rib for what like two weeks, like she said, where was that before? Right. How and come if, we only saw it? I mean, when we she didn't had see to it. Only for talk, her life. Yeah, only talked and didn't even talk about it on the show. Talked about it at DragCon, and then it made its way into sort of all of our. Right, you know, and if she minds. had diarrhea, she should have been feeling real good. That course would have went up nice. She should be feeling herself. <laughs> Which is I, the thing? There was no passion at all not, in it. No. She was completely dead behind the eyes, and I think that's more the point than just like swaying. Because uh, even Latrice Royale standing still was able was, to deliver a winning lip sync. Right, it's well, not about how many love. splits or backflips you could do. Like you need to see the passion in your eyes. Like Ginger couldn't dance really but she would like shimmy and like move herself and like do whatever she could to convey that passion you don't have to be a good dancer to do that right which is what i liked about what sasha said a lip sync happens in your head not in your rib and she's 100 percent right um i also appreciated that after charlie said that the song was about masturbation aja goes well if you were talking about <laughs> masturbation none of us were getting off <laughs> uh, <laughs> nothing nothing charlie said made any sense Nothing. What was interesting, though, is there were a couple of queens that I was sort of like fine, lukewarm with all season long, who I thought actually really came across great during the reunion. I thought Aja was one of them. And I actually ended the reunion wanting to see more from Faramone, which is something I never felt during the season. Uh, I had a feeling that was coming. (laughs) Do you disagree? I felt the same way. Yeah, no, I, yeah. I wish I wish we had seen this Farrah all season because she was a lot of fun. She was so fun. She was very self-deprecating. She had she looked amazing. She I mean, she had one of my favorite. She had a she joke. Had my, she, oh, had a joke. <laughs> she had a joke. And then we like had to pause and clap. Like I think I what's so it. interesting is this world of Drag Race and the way these queens sort of live in this universe or don't live in this universe is all up to RuPaul. You know, RuPaul is the one who is deciding who the brand gets behind and. It felt like, you know, the reunion was an interesting moment for Rue. She saw Farrah come alive in a way she didn't on the show and maybe changed her opinion of some of the other girls. I mean, it was, it's very interesting to see how Rue engages with these queens as they're sort of getting ready to move on to the next stage of their careers in who might come back for All Stars, in who might get a World of Wonder YouTube show. I mean, that's the thing. Like, they are never not competing, even once the competition is over, because they're still competing for these opportunities that Rue is doling out. Right. Like, it's so nice to be able to get the cash, but, like, most of the queens, I mean, the ones with the biggest followings, aren't necessarily the queens that took the crown home. Right. 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 The, The reunion, it's your last chance to make a good impression. It's the last we're going to see of you on the show, and it's 
it's your time to like own up to things you did. Yep. Uh, show people how you've evolved over the last year. And I think Farah is one of those people who really took to heart all the things that happened on the show. And she's like, this is like Farah 2.0. This is mm-hmm. who I'm going to be now. And like, I fell in love with her on this reunion. It's so nice when you see them progress like that, too. Like, you have a queen like Charlie who's making a million excuses or Alexis who's just sort of coming there to save face. But Farrah <laughs> was just sort of like, you know what? Like, this happened. Like, I'm not taking myself too seriously. Like, this taught me, you know, how to be X, so I'm going to be Y. And I think the viewers loved her so much more for it. She yeah. made a joke, guys. She made she a joke. She had a joke. She made yeah, a joke. she really took ownership of who she was on the show and like really had fun with it whereas some other people did not. I think she could maybe be a contender for All-Stars now. I thought this. the exact same yeah. thing. And Adam, prior to the, the reunion I was like, okay, well, I mean, have a nice life, Farrah, whatever you <laughs> whatever you do. I wish you the best. Um, but so I feel but like I, I like her. That... I don't know if she's like a competitor. <laughs> I don't know. I think she could surprise us. She had some teeth on the reunion. Yeah. yeah. And I think I think it's about people being now interested in seeing how sharp those teeth are. You know, mm-hmm. it, that which never existed before this. Yeah, I hope she sharpens them. Um, okay, so we are going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're digging in to Miss Congeniality. Be right back. And we're back. So there was a lot going on in this episode, as we've talked about so far in this podcast. But I mean, nothing, as Sinead O'Connor said, nothing compares to you, Miss Congeniality. (laughs) And that was, guys, I mean, okay, so show of hands, but verbally, because this is a podcast, who was surprised that Valentina won Miss Congeniality? Anybody? No. 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 Okay. No. So neither was I. It felt like, given her fan base and given the you know, the momentum behind her, this was Valentina's award to lose. Right. That's That said, as predictable as her win was, what happened from there, I could not have predicted in a million years. Marcus, what was your reaction when Aja, they showed Aja's face crack and then she began to say, hold on a second. What did you do? How did you react? As a Valentina fan, I was... Sad that she didn't finish her acceptance speech. Mm-hmm. But as a fan of drama, I was <laughs> so excited um, to see that one final note of like everyone just sort of relenting because we finally got to see how they really felt about her. Ooh, and they were not happy. They not did not hold no. back. Oh my god! I mean, it just it felt like an onion that kept peeling itself to reveal layers of hatred and it was bitterness. It so uncomfortable. It the was definitely so, bitterness. The awkward so. clap, that's sort of like what got me once they're like, this mm-hmm. award isn't Miss Congeniality, it's fan favorite. And like, that is sort of true. But then once they all sort of started doing the slow clap, it just, it felt like, oh, it, like very antagonizing. It was a it little was, mean. It crossed it, the line into oh yeah. a little bit mean. And Valentina's face, she's just standing there smiling, like waving like she's Miss America. And it was just, yeah. it was all a mess. But I mean, <laughs> this is what we were talking about. This is what we were talking about with Valentina. Sort of the facade was, it was impossible to keep that 
congenial facade up while these girls are going in on her. I mean, and she tried. She said, I've been kind to every single one of you and I'll continue to be kind towards success. That, <laughs> what does that mean, Valentina? That, I thought that, that was, was shade towards Farrah. Um, it 100% was because she's calling her unsuccessful. But like... It, I I could not believe after the whole conversation about Valentina's fans bullying the other queens, it felt like they were kind of bullying her a little bit. Complete. Well, mm-hmm. I, here's my thing. I feel like let's look at who could have won Miss Congeniality. Okay. So if we take the top four out of it, okay. like if looking at the show, Shay and Peppermint were probably the most congenial. Peppermint yeah. for sure. Yeah, of the yeah. Peppermint. Yeah. But they're top four, so they're probably not going to get voted for. And then we're left with who else would we say? Maybe Eureka, but I feel like she I has think had she gone. 10. Yeah, I feel like had she been in the show longer, maybe. Right. Had Farrah 2.0 been on the show longer, maybe <laughs> Farrah. Right. But, but I mean, it's become a thing where like Miss Congeniality, it really is like who could have maybe won. It, there's been like some overlap yeah. where it really is like the most congenial queen, like Latrice. She right. was definitely Miss Congeniality, right. and she definitely maybe could have sort of won. But, you know, other like when Ben de la Creme won, <laughs> I mean, that God. came out of nowhere. Yeah, I, certain... when Ivy Winters won, I was like, oh, Ivy Winters, I remember you. Ivy Winters. <laughs> but, yeah, I feel like Aja was definitely the most bitter about it because I feel like since it's um, fan voting, I think Aja right. also has a big internet fan base. And so I do feel like she felt that crown was stolen from her in oh, a way. that's interesting. And that's but why I, she was the one to go after Valentina. I feel like Aja has already won be, by coming a meme, so she's fine. Exactly. Her, I hope she's her, getting royalties from that song. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she would She would have, well, that song is, I mean, where is that song playing, everybody? Like, genuinely. I'm in my head. I want to go there. Yeah. I want to go there. They I played it on the club. show. Uh, I loved it. I I was really surprised by the Farrah Valentina conversation, frankly. Like, that was... Because that actually felt like the veil of the competition falling and sort of the real world bleeding in, which we had a little bit during the conversation where, you know, Valentina was saying, I'm not aware of what people are doing on social media. And Shay was like, that's bullshit because I watched you clock every like when we were on tour together. And so for Farah to be like, you completely cut me out, you shut me down, I would love to be your friend, but you don't have time for me. Like, I liked that Farah. I really wanted more of her all season long now. I don't know. I thought it was so sad. <laughs> like, oh, why sure, choose sad. this moment to be like, why aren't you friends with me, Valentina? Yeah, that made me a little uncomfortable too. Like, I definitely feel for Farah, but it it didn't, it I feel like that's just a weird thing to bring up. Yeah, I think that, like, if it was between Farrah and any other queen aside from Valentina, they might not have shown right. it. Because yeah. out of context, like, if it was just two queens and that was said, I would sort of be like, get over it. Like, you guys hang out together for a couple months and you go your separate ways. You don't live anywhere near each other. But because it was Valentina and there was so much shade being thrown her way, this, like, it sort of made me like Valentina less, even though I don't think Valentina was wrong in any way. Right, like, right. she's like, I'm living my life. Leave me alone, Farrah. And like, that's fine. But yeah. I think it's because it was her. 
Yeah, that. yeah. It seems like Farah's been holding on to that hurt for a long time, and she saw an opportunity to bring it up and like get back at Valentina a little bit. Yeah, and it's like yeah, it was it, a pile on. I mean, yeah. it was a pile on. It but was like just... two things with that. Like one, how would you? How are? How is Valentina supposed to react to that when it's like a show taping and they're like bringing in like personal drama? And two. Have we ever seen Farah and Valentina even like <laughs> no. interact no, with each other? I was wondering that too. So it was I'm a like, where was this thing. friendship yeah, happening, yeah. Farah? How are you guys best friends? I haven't seen them talk. Were they ever on the same team? I don't Anything. think they had a single scene together. Maybe it was all in Farah's head. Yeah, she That's just like made thing. it up, and in Farah's world, like Valentina and Farah BFFs. Right. I would absolutely believe that, that it all happened. Like, maybe back at the hotel, like, <laughs> they shared, like, a Snickers bar from the vending machine, and Farrah's like, oh, we're best friends now. <laughs> Valentina probably <laughs> borrowed a bar of soap exactly. from Farrah, and Farrah's like, oh, we are friends yeah. forever. I mean, the I only time that. I even remember them working together was in the 90210 challenge when they were in that scene together. Like, that's... Yeah, in the That's booth. It. Yeah. Right. And Farrah's like probably that... like, this is my chance. <laughs> She's like, oh, best friends in a booth. Um, I really appreciated, given how uncomfortable that entire experience was, I really appreciated what Trinity said, where she said, you know, at the end of the day, the winner of RuPaul's Drag Race is the one that comes out of here with the most fans. Because, yes, there is money. And, yes, there is a crown. But there is also a career to be launched from this. And if you have the most fans coming out of the show, chances are you will have the best career of that season's queens. I'm, uh, Valentina, for sure, has the highest booking fee. Did she have, though, the most amount of fans coming into the show? Because that's something... I don't, I don't think, think so. so. No, I don't know. She was so. gaining like 60,000 fans a wow. week on Instagram. I think Charlie and Aja were popular before... They went on the show. Yeah. But no more. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, with Charlie. With Charlie, yeah. Oh, God. Sorry, Charlie. But Yeah, I mean... but it's true. And that's what I was saying before that, like, the winner isn't necessarily everybody's favorite. Like, I, right. I said earlier, my favorite queen is Willem. And, yeah. you know, she just wasn't even in top three. But I will follow her to the ends of the and earth because I love her. she's insanely successful. Oh, insanely. Yeah. Right. I want to... Ask a question now. So they showed us a little preview of the finale at the end of the reunion. And Rue announced that the top four will compete in sudden death lip syncs to win. I was very taken aback by that as all final, as the final four was as well. Because uh, there's like a spinning wheel setting the pairings. It seems like a very strange way to approach crowning a winner. What do you guys think about sort of bringing in this competition in the actual final round? I think this is a way to get Sasha in the top two. Oh, I thought it was a way to get her out of the top two. Actually. Oh, I think it's a way to get her into the top two. Interesting. I think they Tell saw me why. how well she lip synced in the the last uh, like real episode. And okay. they, we haven't seen her lip sync. No, all she's year. the only one like, who's right. made it through the whole season without. We don't really know what she's life. capable of, and we know what the other three are capable of. So I kind of think this is a way for Rue to be like, "Oh, you're really good at lip syncing. I'm going to let you show that off in the finale." 
so I can justify putting you in the top two. That's really interesting. Along with Shay, who has won all these challenges, right? Because otherwise, that wouldn't make a whole lot of sense. That's yeah, my conspiracy. Com- <laughs> I had a completely opposite read on it because I kept thinking about Sasha trying to do that death drop during the category is and not really being able to execute a move like that and struggling with dance all season long. I actually thought this was a way to to explain why Sasha wouldn't be in the top two. But I think uh, lip syncing's more than just deaf drops, and so no, I, think... I agree. I agree, but I'm just I'm just saying. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, I think one of the most interesting things is that with these final two episodes, not including the reunion, just how they're sort of shaking it up, because you saw in um, the category is episode that. This was something that Sasha and Trinity didn't excel at, whereas the whole season they were, like, such front runners. Because especially, like, both Sasha and Trinity felt like such shoe-ins for top three. And so it was interesting to see, like, at the last moment of, like, the regular season, them sort of slipping up. And so just to see that in the finale they're doing this, like, big uh, lip-sync tournament, it's just, like, another way to show you that like although Shay has won the most challenges um and Sasha hasn't been in the bottom like they're still not safe we still haven't chosen a winner like it could still be anyone right yeah it does seem to be like a drama creator sort of like a tension and a curiosity what do you think Brittany yeah I think that like I mean the same way that there's a final four I think that they're really looking to shake things up this season and as Marcus was just saying you know a lip sync it's, you know, it's not all death drops and splits. Like, it's a lot of heart. It's a lot of emotion. And one of the things that was so great about the Category Is episode is that Trinity and Sasha were funny. They yeah. were really funny. And that comes across in lip syncs. Like, it doesn't have to be, like, glam and voguing and doing all of these crazy things. Like, you could be really funny and have that come across. And I think that gets you a really long way. I mean, to me, Sasha is... A total package if she could have that come through in the lip sync. She's so right. different. Be, and yeah. I'm hoping that, you know, she could just really be funny and whimsical and like do something like really extreme or sassy that the other girls can't. And then that justifies Rue for putting yeah. her. Yeah. And of in course, of course, they're going to choose some weird Baroque of song. Course. <laughs> <laughs> There's going to be like some Kate Bush medley for her to like be a freak to. Yeah. That was sort of like in season um, seven when they had Ginger and. You know, all of them, they did like, they all had their own lip sync and every song was sort of suited to that queen's character. Right. So how is, how is this going to work in the finale? Is it like, are they all going to be lip syncing and is there just going to be like a buzzer for when Rue wants to kick somebody out? My guess is going to be spins the wheel, sets the first lip sync. That person, one person will win, one person will be cut. Okay. Then the other two people will lip sync. One person will win, one person will be cut. Then those final two will lip sync, and the winner will be crowned. Is my guess. Okay, so that I can. Sense. So I'm about to speculate wildly here, but <laughs> I'm gonna guess. I can. I can see Sasha beating out Trinity probably for a lip sync. Okay. And Shay. I mean, Shay will beat out whoever. So if she's paired with Sasha and Shay, final two. For sure. I'm I'm just really happy that Peppermint has made it this far because yeah. I've just been rooting for her the whole time. She I was know. sort of like what I wanted Jaden Dewar Fierce to be and never was. Uh-huh, and uh-huh. like Peppermint just did that for me. And I tooted that Peppermint. She's had a really nice yet. story this season. Yeah, really yeah. nice. 
And she looked amazing. I did love, in the I did love that white pantsuit. That oh. white pantsuit was gorgeous. Sasha looked incredible, too. Yes. Guys, they, you know what they all really did? It was the best ooh. they've all ever looked. Yeah. yeah. That Sasha look is one of my favorite looks I have literally ever seen in my entire life, drag, life, drag race or not. It, it was kind of pedestrian. So <laughs> kind of pedestrian. <laughs> I'm, Speaking I'm of pedestrian, wondering... I don't know what Alexis Michelle was wearing. God. Why is Do she wearing know green? She's wearing? She looks like a WWE diva. Oh, God. Yes, that's exactly right. That's exactly she right. She clearly Mark. blinded herself from stoning and could not see what she put on. <laughs> she looks like she should be at Comic-Con. She's yeah. just she's someone that like I I had her pegged for top four early on and like loved her as Chris Jenner, loved her as Liza Minnelli, and then after that I was like, oh no, girl, like where what, what's happening? It just yeah. started to like disintegrate. And... Looking back, I didn't realize how bad that uh, faux fur look was. Oh God, yeah. that dress was horrible. Her runway looks were. Awful. <laughs> well, so guys, like, why didn't any of you tell her that in the dressing room? <laughs> why didn't you? Because yeah, like, since when is that protocol that you're supposed to tell another queen to like change something or give them feedback? Like, Ugh. speaking of conversations, I can't believe we're still having on this show. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> good lord! Like, I can't. It's it's too insane. But listen, guys, nobody can do Alexis Michelle like Alexis Michelle does Alexis Michelle. That was such you a weird. <laughs> that was that's what I mean. Like that was such a weird thing to say. It's like you're not saying no one can do theater the way I can do theater. You're literally saying no one can be me but me. And it's like, yeah, I know. Yeah, duh. But like, what, what exactly does she do? Does she do? <laughs> right, right, exactly. Why don't you just uh, tell us very quickly? What would you say you do? successfully um guys this has been glorious so before we go i just want to get a poll of the room i am final two team sachet Brittany, where are you i i predict that it is going to be team sachet but i secretly well i guess not so secretly want it to be sasha and i'm still going for peppermint i love her but okay it's, wow. it's not gonna happen but sasha probably all right marcus what about you final two um i would I would want Shay and Trinity, probably, but I have a lot of questions about how good they are at lip syncing. I don't know if Shay, like, I think Shay's been the front runner, but mm-hmm. I don't know if she really brought it, the one lip sync we saw with her. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Adam? Uh, I mean, I definitely think it's going to be Shay and Sasha in the top two. I would love for Sasha to win. She's absolutely my favorite. But if Shay wins, that means we're going to get Sasha in All-Stars 3. So I'm rooting for Shay to win just because I want more Sasha. Mm. Okay. I love I, Sasha. I know. She's it's so, just – I just want to sit by, like, a fireplace with her and, like, have her read to me. Like, <laughs> all day. Or, about or have her read you. Yes. That, yeah. too. I don't care. I just, I just want to hang out with her. I think the really cool thing about this Final Four is I would actually on some level be okay with any of them winning. And right. I've never said that about a season before, I don't think. I do think it's really interesting that Shay, Sasha, Trinity really proved themselves in the challenges. And I think with Peppermint, she's just really proved herself in the lip syncs where she was like almost eliminated. And so I feel like that's sort of why. I think it's I'm her story arc there. too. Yeah. They've kept her. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of reasons for why I think that she's in top four, but I think that she just had such a lovely story. And it's it's nice to have her in there because she's definitely not on the same competing level as the rest of the girls. But, you know, there have been other seasons where the same has happened and some of them have won. 
Yeah. Oh boy. All right. Well, we will see in one week's time. Right. Adam, Marcus, Brittany, thank you all so much for being here. Thank you for thank having you for us. Having us. It feels like coming home every time I get to be here. This was so fun. I hope well, it's not the you, last time I'm here. Well, you know, it's I've been kind to every single one of you, and I will continue to be kind towards success. So thank you so <laughs> much. Too. JK, guys. I said JK. It's a joke. It's fine. JK. <laughs> Um, Thank you all so much once again. If you like the episode, please rate and review us on iTunes. And with that, the library is closed.